and welcome to another awesome episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, mid-year the 5th, and our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com Quality headphones, 30% off with our code off the record. All one word at tweakedaudio.com and also by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. You can find everything we're doing here at Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Elder Scrolls Off the Record. You can tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. And you can watch this episode live. Twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network, 7 p.m. every Thursday. And if you can't make our live show, well, that's no problem. We'll have it for you up on YouTube at youtube.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Show summary, guys. Here's what we're going to be getting into today. The Road Ahead, June 4th, an update from ZeniMax, as well as a forum post entitled Dear Zoss. Veteran levels are killing ESO. Please wake up to this. And the Thieves Guild is eventually coming. Our thoughts on what should be included as well as suggestions and new features. Our weekend game will include, you guessed it, Elder Scrolls Online. And we've got a lore book this week in the Elder Scroll. Nerevar at Red Mountain. I'm your host and fellow Tamriela Traveler, Ivarwin. And, as always, I'm joined... By the lore master of QGN, Lewis, the lore master, Olan. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, Twitch. Hello, YouTube. Hello, chat. What's going on? And the rider extraordinaire, Shank, the baller among men, the tank. You guys, I have the need. Oh, God. Stop. Just stop. To talk about some. (laughs) Elder Scrolls stuff today. Thank God that. Oh, you guys. Oh, you guys thought I was doing the Need for Speed thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Hey. I see. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Shank, I know Yo. you. Uh, I know there was a few things that you wanted to mention before we got into the show, um, especially uh, considering the fact that you're you're now the writer of the show. What uh, What is it that you wanted to inform the folk? Oh yeah. Um. So one of the things, uh, if you missed it yesterday, Ivarwin had a cool little uh, state of the network address, um, and one of the, the one of the reasons that I got from it anyway, my interpretation was was transparency. Um, you know, letting you guys know what's going on. So in that same vein of transparency, uh, I want to be transparent with you guys. Um, so if you guys don't freak out because oh my god, there's a new writer. It's Shank. Um, we should run away. Some of you already probably did, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> So, and I discussed this with Avarwin yesterday, but one of the, one of the things that uh, I want to uh, do with the show, particularly from a writing standpoint, um, is take a very slightly different direction with uh, what we want to do with the show and how we're writing it, etc. Um, I personally wanted to focus a little bit more on uh, the Elder Scrolls universe and the Elder Scrolls community. I mean, that's one of the reasons, that's what the show is, right? It's part of the community. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons we fell in love with the games in the first place. Uh, we'll still discuss the important news items, um, you know, as they come up. 
But uh, I want to take us back a little bit uh, more and discuss, you know, the experience behind these games that we've come to love and the really strong emotions that they evoke from us. Um, but that being said, I think you guys will like it. It's going to be good. And uh, you're going to see a little bit of that today. But uh, that's it, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know what? Uh, Shank and I were talking about this um when was that? I mean, sometime it was a couple of days was, ago, right? I think it was yesterday, actually, yesterday morning. Yeah, um, we, were, <laughs> we were talking about it, and and he he instantly he just started saying this stuff, and I said, you know what, it it already sounds really really good, and um, you know I've got a hundred percent faith in in Shank over over writing up for the show, and I I think after this week's show, you guys will too. So hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, we've got some really, as you heard on the show summary, we've got some good good uh, good topics. Uh, to discuss about uh, about the game, about Elder Scrolls Online, and and really also about the series as well. So you know we're very mindful of the fact that um, Elder Scrolls Six eventually will be coming out, and this show we'll be talking about that too um, as that comes around the bend. So so we want to make sure that our discussion here remains. Elder Scrolls Online, Elder Scrolls the series, um, and everywhere in between. So, uh, and and you know we've got we've got good things to say about the game, and you know the game's been out for for a little while now. We've got some bad things to say about the game too, and um, that's that's what this podcast is all about. So, let's get into it. Um, quick to mention, quick to mention, Lou. Would you mind, sir? Sure thing. First thing on quick to mention, the Adventures Handbook, issue number two. And these are guides from the community to help you on your adventures in Tamriel. And if you go there for this week, it's going to feature a guide for Craglorn, among other things. It also will bring you a detailed look at veteran rank gear. Looks sweet. And it takes a closer look at the Dark Anchors. Nothing wrong with that, that's for sure. Um, Shank, anything on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, when I was putting together, this literally just crossed my mind, and I looked at it, and I was like, you know what, this is, this is kind of cool, because this is user-generated stuff that, uh, I, I mean, I know I personally don't really care for, you know, these min-maxing guys, but I know a lot of you guys do. Uh, I think this is something really cool that Zoss is doing with this Adventures Handbook. Uh, feature that they got running so I would suggest that you guys take a look and check them out because it's kind of cool it's got some good information in them and it's all user created yeah which is kind of the best part you know uh, Lou you you and I always agree on on this stuff regarding oh my god um, Dave we have no Dave today I'm totally jeez yes <laughs> oh. I totally forgot to call out the fact that that Dave is not even here. Um, I'm so I'm so distracted by by like six or seven other things at the same time. Uh, yes, uh, I'm sorry, Dave is not here this week, guys. He he um, he's suffering some from an oncoming migraine, and you know I spoke to him the other day and I uh, yesterday and I told him you know if you feel a, a migraine coming now and these things usually last days for him, I said you don't even need to be on a podcast. Don't even don't even do that because he's gonna the poor guy's gonna be sitting in front of a freaking monitor for two hours straight with suffering from a migraine like that just doesn't need to happen so so Dave uh, sorry I forgot you at the very beginning uh, but we hope you feel better and uh, we'll he'll be on next week of course 
Alright, um... On to the issue at hand. So, so yeah, Lou and I, you know, you'll, we always agree that when it comes to MMOs, the, the community, the more interaction the community has, the better off it is. So, uh, I only see this kind of thing as, as something good. Indeed. I mean, it's just, you know, one part of the community saying, hey, you know, this is what we've done. This is this sums up our adventures so far in the game. And I, I, I like that they're sharing it with everyone. And yeah. Exhaust is actually going forefront saying, you know what, we'll take that and we're going to highlight it, you know. They make it important for them. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. Uh, well, we uh, we're going to talk about the the road ahead dev blog post that posted on on June fourth. But before we get into that, we need to we need to play our discussion bumper. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. How'd that go for you? Like that? <laughs> All right, Road Ahead Dev Blog Post. June 4th, the dev team put together a blog post to keep us up to date on what we can expect in the future from Elder Scrolls Online. And here's what they had to say, and I quote, Greetings, everyone. It's time for another update from the ESO development team. Since our last Road Ahead post, we've launched Update 1, which featured Craglorn and a whole bunch of bug fixes, tweaks, and smaller system changes like Death Recap. Along the way, we've continued to fix problems by releasing weekly maintenance patches, and we'll keep doing so in between our larger updates. Off the top, I want to start by stating the obvious. ESO is a living, evolving game, and it will continue to be one as long as you, our community, continue to support it. Thanks so much for being involved with the game, for your enthusiasm, and for posting your thoughts and ideas on the forums, Reddit, and social media. I know sometimes there is as much criticism as there is praise out there in the internet land for the game, but that shows a passionate fan base that cares about the game, which is very important to acknowledge. Now let's take a look at where we are and where we're going. Now, now here's some highlights. Um, now, which... Uh, We've, we've managed to put together in, in bulleted form. Lou, would you mind grabbing the first couple of bullets, please? Sure. And the first highlight that they want to mention is they're looking to balance the Dragon Knight and the Nightblade. Uh, the general feeling is that the Dragon Knight is a bit too powerful and that the Nightblade is not powerful enough. Right. And if we can add a little ESOTR annotation on that one as well. Um, I know a, a lot of us here... Well, really just me at this point. Um, I don't have a veteran rank character. So when I talk about my Templar, my, my discussion is, and my, my opinions are going to be as a leveling person. However, uh, Lou is veteran ranked, and so is Dave, I believe. And uh, when they talk, it's a little bit different, of course. So if I manage to say something about the Templar uh, that may be different from your experience as a veteran ranked Templar... Uh, just, just bear with me, guys. Um, I, I unfortunately do not have the same experience. So, um, as a, as a host, I don't necessarily speak for the entire podcast. But um, sometimes, you know, that that can be my experiences can be a little bit different than yours. Um, th to that end, we should probably mention that our community did weigh in after last week's show and mentioned that 
a lot of the DPS output for the Templar uh, seems to be seems to feel underpowered at least, and that biting jab seems to be a, a crutch for the class. Now I, I don't know if this is true or not. Of course I'm not there, um, but as an annotation to what we just said about about Dragon Knights and Nightblades. Um, maybe we can sort of uh, put the feelers out there and say maybe Templars could use a little bit of a hike too. Uh, not that it's coming from me and, and not that it's uh, coming from uh, a place of, uh, of knowledge, but when it does come from me, but I'm just saying the community did weigh in on that during the week. Uh, all right, Lou, on to the next point, I suppose. Well, yeah, I, I would just add that to that as you know, um, you know, Dave does have a Nightblade. That's his veteran character. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's a shame he's not here tonight because he could actually uh, put some more or shed some more light onto that topic and give some more insight because my Nightblade is only like, wow, not even level, just level 10. So <laughs> I, I haven't felt what the Nightblade community has been feeling at this point. Yeah. Um, but I just want to put that out there so that, you know, that our, our resident Nightblade guy, he's not here tonight, fortunately miss you dave um but the next point we want to bring up is that biting jabs nerfed in update one <laughs> <laughs> well uh this has turned uh slightly differently <laughs> <laughs> wow okay um I guess the developers feel differently than some of our listeners. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is uh, this is this is uh, definitely a, a good point of, of discussion for sure. You know, I'm looking forward to to obviously getting veteran ranked, but the fact of the matter is that I have no idea at end game if if biting jabs needs to be nerfed. I can tell you right now, as a leveling character at, at the level of. 36, I think I just hit. Um, uh, I thought it was 37 last night. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it feels good. It feels good. So so we'll we'll see. I, I try and climb as best as I can, as quickly as I can, but um, we'll see. And maybe, some, maybe you guys in the community... Uh, can weigh in, and certainly the the live chat room can weigh in at any point, and we'll we'll be uh, on the lookout for that. All right, uh, let's see what else, Lou. Keep going, please. All right, uh, they will also be look. They'll be looking to. Uh, they're going to address ultimate ability spamming in player versus player. Okay, apparently yeah. there's that issue <laughs> where you can. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds kind of serious. I'm just, I mean, just from an outsider's perspective, you can, because I know your ultimate ability, you have to like build it up. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> that seems kind of, if you can just keep spamming it. Hmm. That, that, that sounds like, I, but see, this is the thing, like, we don't know if this is specifically they're seeing this on just one campaign, multiple campaigns, you know? So we don't know like how localized this issue is, but apparently they're seeing something like this. So, yeah, I, I think it really has more to do with. Um, I think it really has more to do with the the fact that you some classes tend to build up the the ultimate very quickly, 
and um, maybe not so much other classes as well. So, and then of course, you know what happens when you're when you're able to do that. That carries over to PvP, and and what happens? You know, hey, uh, oh, it looks like that skill is putting out too much uh, a, a more DPS than intended against players. So, right, or in the course of killing the players, you know, they just rebuild their the ultimate ability back up again, and you know, ultimates hit hard like they're supposed to because that's your it's an ultimate ability, so it's got to hit like a Mack truck. Yeah, exactly. You know, or, or give you that uh, that really great defensive ability. So, yeah, hopefully, they will get to looking at that and, and hopefully bounce it out better. Uh, all right, let's see. EU server to be migrated to European data center sometime this summer, which is which is good because I believe they were having that. Uh, my, they were, uh, I think they were hosting that on the North American server. I think. Yes. Yes, they were. Right. So that's that's good. If uh, but the funny part is, is that I. None of our European uh, players in our community have, have said that they've noticed any lag. So, hopefully it'll be even better than, than normal. Yeah, I hope so, because, uh, yeah, you're right. I haven't heard anyone in, the, um, in both the ACO TR Guild say anything about uh, bad about latency, but right. who knows? Uh, starting to think about additions to changes to PvP campaigns, as shown... By the new shorter length campaign we launched with update one, which I think a lot of us in the community had had sort of expected because we we saw what was going on with with ninety day campaigns, and I, I believe a lot of us were saying like mm, seems long, you know, um, and, and and you can tell by a lot of the campaigns that are out there in in PvP land. Uh, these guys tend to run out of steam after maybe about a month and a half. Yeah, that's what I think, you know, having shorter length campaigns, that automatically to me means that you can have a more focused campaign and just simply just by making it shorter. So if you make it more focused, I think people will uh, A, be engaged for, you know, longer rather than just run out of steam after a month or whatever. Uh, but B, get more invested in their campaign because, you know, I, if you started playing one of these longer campaigns and just said, eh, I'll forget about it and then try to come back to it. I mean, you're like, I don't know, me personally, I'd be like, oh, wait, so what was I doing again? Like, what, what, what was I, what am I supposed to be doing? So I right. think shortening it up keeps the focus on point, but also makes it and just purely because of that, I think it will just make it more fun for people. Yeah, uh, it tends to be that, you know, uh, a lot of the a lot of the factions they go in there they try their hardest for a while and and you when it comes to campaigns uh you've got three different factions vying over the same stuff so let's see how do i how do i say this the right way um it, it's really hard to to gain ground in pvp in, in cyrodiil and when you do gain it, you felt like you feel like logging off for the night because it, it really it takes hours and it's very hard, and uh, you feel very accomplished when it's done. Um, and it, it it's this back and forth, it's this constant back and forth that exists in Cyrodiil. And if you have that going on for ninety days without a clear winner being decided for ninety days, it gets really exhausting. Uh, so if they have shorter campaigns, I think 
if there's a uh, a reward in sight, the end game is in sight, I think it's going to make people want to push even further. Um, okay. Public test server now open to any subscriber. Just open the launcher settings and select show public test environment and it's going to start downloading. Now when you do that guys, you're actually re-downloading the entire game all over again. So be careful, you're you're in for hours. <laughs> yeah. And I would say and you may have some additional files on. It may be slightly larger because now you're you're adding on additional stuff that they haven't released yet. Right, right. So prepare yourselves for that. I remember um, like begin, like early this year, I, I would literally just like wake up, turn on my computer, start the down because it was it's literally like twenty gigs at least. Yeah, and then just <laughs> leave it and then go to work. Absolutely. <laughs> <Just> come back. <laughs> yeah that that is that is exactly what I did. I downloaded the um, the PTS this week and I logged off, went to bed, woke up, downloaded, good to go. So, haven't had a chance to play the stuff on there yet, which we're actually about to get into now. Update 2, now available on the PTS. Shank, go ahead. Uh, help us uh, help us out with this list. Sure. So, for Update 2, uh, again, on the PTS, which is available for all subscribers, uh, you get Crypt of Hearts, which is a veteran rank 12 dungeon, where you can learn the secrets of Narianeth the Lich. Um, God, I hate liches so much. Um <laughs> They, they do. They sucked in Oblivion, man. Especially the Nether ones. Um, oh. So yeah. So this 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 veteran rank twelve dungeons there. Um, have fun doing it. I imagine. I mean, that just sounds painful. I wouldn't personally go in there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but okay. Here's some importance. Oh, what I what I think is important because I think a lot of community members, um, us on the show included, were asking for this. Field of view slider. Ah, very nice. Yay! Um, of course, uh, this is for the fir to the first person perspective to combat the uh, nausea you can get, you know, just from a very very close narrow field of view. Now you can adjust it, which is awesome. Um, secondly, what I think is actually really cool because it just adds to the immersion of the world. I think um, is more object interaction. And I don't know, I put like, if you can see guys, if you see the notes right here, I put like a million exclamation points after these things. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah. this more object uh, interaction, what this means is that you can pick up and equip weapons and armor just laying around the world. So if you just see a sword laying there, pick it up and use it. You see like some sweet curious laying there, just pick it up and equip it. And this is awesome because you could do this in Skyrim, you could do this in Oblivion, uh, and I, I totally assume you could do this in Morrowind and some of the older games probably. Uh, I haven't played them, but this, to me, what this means is just, it's just more of that Elder Scrolls touch, you know, into this game, is that the interactivity, which I think is a good thing. Um, and of course, in the update too, on PTS, there's some ongoing fixes and uh, combat polish that they're working on, which you're, you should, uh, Hopefully you guys notice it, and if you do notice it, you know, let us know. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's the update two stuff, which is available on the PTS, which is again available to all subscribers. Absolutely. Uh, now, to, just to go through that real quick one more time: Crypt of Hearts, Veteran Rank Twelve Dungeons, Field of View Slider, and more object interaction. Can't wait for that stuff to finally come out. So I'm going to be looking forward to trying that out on the PTS this week. 
Um, but we've got we've got more because update three they're saying is scheduled for July. Holy crap, guys! Update one here and here and uh, people are still playing it, enjoying that. By the way, congratulations to um, ESOTR Guild. They are up to nine minutes for their trials in Craglorn. So congratulations, guys! Ooh, wow! Yeah, um, I think that was uh, Morikyu told me that yesterday. Awesome. That stuff. doesn't even make sense. I would. I'm not. I would literally take nine minutes just like standing in a spot and just looking at all the scenery, and taking screenshots. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> um, which I, I I sort of have a little bit of a gripe over. I mean, less than a month after update one, and we've got, you know, we've got guys killing the crap out of out of these trials already. So, I I see that as as a as an issue. But, you know, we'll talk about that. Uh, in a little bit, I suppose. Uh, so, update three is scheduled for July. So, what does that mean? That means you can definitely expect update two within the next four weeks. Now, they're saying scheduled in July. That means, worst case scenario, the very last week in July. And and here we are in uh, the very beginning of June. So, I think we can reasonably expect this thing to come out. Update Update three, update two, coming out in the next couple of weeks. Update three is scheduled for July, a month to a month and a half from now. That's amazing turnaround time for an MMO. I can't believe this. Anyway, uh, Lou, what's coming out for update three? Okay, update three. This is what they're hoping to bring to the table. They're going to focus on player customization systems mm. like mm. wait for it, armor dying. Yes. Guild insignias and tabards. Very nice. Sweet. And it will also be the start of the rework of our delves, which are the smaller dungeons. They're going to make them much larger and give them more worth exploring. Ah, very good. Nice. Excellent. Very good. See what this this what I get I get I get a couple things from this. Uh, number one is that this just makes the console release that much better in my eyes because that yes. means you guys are getting all these these uh, fixes and updates and everything, right? I think, I mean, I think it would stand to reason that we could see this at launch on the console editions of the game, which makes me happy. So, like, yeah. seeing this is kind of like a preview for me and everyone else who's going to get it on the console. Um, number two. Well, hold on, just just to just to grow on that point for just one second. Console players, okay, you can expect, I reasonably, you can expect whatever you buy the base game, whatever that is on disc, they'll probably push out a huge update that's going to include all this stuff. You should reasonably yeah. expect that. <laughs> and I think they're going to deliver without issue. Oh, yeah. it Like, install the game and then probably, like, a two or three gig patch, I'm just saying. Right. Um, <laughs> but, so, the other thing I like about this update three... Um, is that they're talking about delves, the smaller dungeons, make them much larger and, and give them more worth exploring. That, to me, a person who generally doesn't really like dungeons, doesn't really go dungeon diving and you know all that kind of stuff, as soon as they said make them worth exploring, that caught my attention. Um, so yeah. that that says to me, for a player like me, like you know what, it might actually be worth going into that dungeon now because they added cool stuff in there. Uh. I, I have, 
I have no issue with the delves right now, and uh, I'll take I'll take bigger and more more exploration in them for sure. But but like currently as it is right now, I I have no issue with the delves. I I I think it feels it feels like like uh, an Elder Scrolls MMO. It feels like a like a really good balance between the two. And if they're gonna add more to it, hey, you know what? I'm a happier paladin, that's for sure. Yeah, I have no complaints here with that. Heck yeah. Morning, boo. Go right ahead. <laughs> Do it. Do, yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, Lou, looking closely at VR system, please. Okay. There, next point. Looking closely at the veteran rank system, or VR system. They're looking to add gear that's harder to acquire. Yes, they said it harder to acquire, but more worthwhile to obtain. Okay. They're also looking uh, to give more points to spend when you hit a veteran rank. And... Now, take that with a grain of salt. They're saying that's at the very early stages of development. It may or may not go live, so be careful with that. Don't assume anything with that, folks. Right. right. More content. More content. <laughs> Allow dungeons to level to the group leader. Oh, wow. More content. <laughs> no complaints here. Right. More content. Just bring it on. <laughs> Give it on to us. And uh, let's wow. see. Yeah. That is awesome. If they're if they're able to carry that down to the leveling game before mm. veteran rank, that's freaking epic. Yeah, not only the VR system, I hope they would open that up to the regular leveling experience of one to fifty. Can you imagine? Hell yeah. Excellent stuff. Alright, um, Anyone have anything on this as a whole, real quick? Because we we're we're getting a little long with this, and um, I we, we got to move on. But I want to just ask real quick: Does anyone have any closing closing uh, arguments or anything they want to add? I'm good, man. Seems pretty straightforward to me. What about you, Lou? Uh, I see here a couple of really great things for the role playing community: the yeah. FOB slider, mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, object interaction, and of course, the customization systems. Dies insignias taverns that just makes the role playing experience that much better for everyone you know whether you like it or not you know if you don't role play or not hey we all look at avatars look good I'm all for this <laughs> yeah same here um, I'm looking forward to trying out uh, update 2 on the PTS field of view slider hey guys you know what they promised and now they're delivering it's it's on it's way can't believe update 3 scheduled for July amazing stuff and, and the veteran rank stuff that's that's coming out uh, looks very, very, very promising. Uh, now all they have to do is just is just get rid of those those, you know, the bugs that are uh, are out there and, and some of the more frustrating uh, mechanics that have been you know, in the game. Um, and then I, I think we're we're looking better and better each month. Okay, um, we've got a forum topic that we're going to be discussing, as well as. Uh, a discussion topic about the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild. So let's let's spend the next uh, like ten minutes on on the forum topic. Then I want to do the uh, the Thieves Guild stuff. So this comes from the forums, and they title it "Dear Zoss." Veteran levels are killing ESO. Please wake up to this. Lou, would you mind uh, reading this forum post, please? Sure. And this is straight from the forums. Okay. Uh, we have a link. You can see it can go out there on the uh, general discussion forums, I believe. And this is what it says. Quote, 
your player base is declining. I know this because all of my friends and all of my guilds are saying the same thing. <laughs> XP gain is too slow. Incentives are too little. Only some specific class builds are working in veteran play. XP gain is too slow. It takes hours of gameplay to move the bar. Quest rewards are too little. Mob kills are arduous and reward little. Incentives are too little. Veteran rank 3 to veteran rank 4. So what? The mobs, however, gain loads more hit points. We gain nothing. No skill point towards a decent veteran base unlock. No power boost. No significant unlock of higher tier gear. Nothing. Where's the incentive to do the grind? And that's how it's spelled out, folks. You should see this. It's, it's really long. Mm -hmm. You're missing the basic MMO equation here. Effort must be met with reward. Only some specific classes play the way you want to play. Doesn't work into veteran zones. You cannot solo veteran play on any build. Unless you take two to three times as long and use potions, etc. There are maybe two to three builds in the entire game that can solo effectively. And this is pre 1.1.2 nerfs, anyway. This is where your effort should be focused. The, oh, we're working on bots and gold spammers excuse is old. And you've demonstrated insufficient progress to justify this. I can't make this message clear enough. If you don't adjust more of what the players are wanting, and soon, you won't have to worry about bots and spammers anymore because they'll realize there's no players to sell to. Three minutes, Lou. Go. Well, well, as a veteran player, yes, I will admit it, it can be a grind. Okay. Uh, I kind of agree with this. The XP gain and the XP gold reward is not up to par. Uh, the amount of challenge that they give and the amount of challenge that players have met, the compensation is lacking. Okay, I'm getting the same gold payout that I would get if I was level 20. Okay, getting 300 gold. Or less sometimes. Like, are you kidding me? I'm in veteran rank. You're asking me to take on three to four, five, six mobs of veteran rank level with all their skills, their abilities, and yet I get, here you go. Pat on the back, shoulder. Good job, man. Good job. Here, take, take your five gold. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, and as for these specific classes, I don't know, I, I would have an issue with that. I think you, I think most classes, all the classes can, can do veteran play. It's just a matter of finding a, a mix that works for you and your play style. All right, and along that process, it's going to be painful because you have to try things out. It's all about trial and error, finding out what works and what doesn't. You know, and the beauty of it is, the skill bar, you can swap things out instantly, you know, in between combat. You know, I, I always swap out abilities, depending on what's going on in front of me. You know, depending if I see certain mobs in front of me, I will swap things out of my skill bars. Right then and there. Okay, whether it's AoE, single target, what have you, I'm always open to adjusting everything on the fly, per fight. You know, I have no problem taking 10 seconds to fix everything and adjust it. And see if it works. If I fail, I fail. I'll try again. I'll do something else. So, to say that you know, there's maybe two, three builds in the entire game that can solo effectively, I, I, I don't agree with that. I just think you just have to keep trying and finding what works for you. 
Okay, because everything's out there. You just have to find the right combination that works best for you. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, the player ba- player base is declining is the first thing he he starts off with, and y- you know, um, on that I gotta say, absolutely, of course. What what did you expect? Of course, it's going to. We knew that was going to happen way before the the player base uh, was ever created for this game. That's what happens in MMOs. In fact, it's no gotten- way, no way, man. That never happened to World of Warcraft ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens to MMOs. It you know it gets uh, you, you get the. It's actually getting tighter now. It used to happen after three months. Now it's after one month. MMO players just don't have patience anymore. It's on to the next thing, which right now is WildStar. So of course, of course, it's dropping. Um, it's going to do that. It's also leveling off too. So no issue there. Uh, however, when it comes to veteran rank stuff, I've heard this stuff before too. It's it seems to me like it may actually be true, even though I'm not in the leveling uh, veteran rank area. I've heard our community say this exact thing. It's very, very difficult to get to the next veteran rank. It seems like it's it's basically without much reward. And um, the enemies, by comparison, are extremely hard. Lots of hit points. I believe Mori was one of the people that had told me this as well. So, um... I get what he's saying about maybe they need to tone either tone that down or or bring up um, the classes. One one of the two, I imagine, needs to needs to happen. Of course, that's a you know grossly oversimplified uh, <laughs> way of, of of sort of discussing it. But um, anyway, I, I I tend to I tend to agree with him on that point that there is there is some sort of uh, gap between what you're able to do, how you're able to survive. And the challenges you're up against. Um, Shank, what about you? I think, I don't know, I I included this post for a reason. uh, Because just, you know, you you just look at the forums and you can get a general idea of what the community at large is thinking. Um, I wanted to, I did want to point out though, one thing, if I may, uh, from Zoss officially here. Uh... Of course, I mean this this thread on the forums is pretty long. It's I don't even know. It's like at least when I looked at it, it was like twelve pages long. Um, oh yeah, I imagine. But uh, Jess Folsom, uh, she did respond to this, uh, and after, you know there's tons of other stuff on there, suggestions and other stuff. Uh, what she did say, hey folks, we want to let you know that we've seen all your feedback and concerns about veteran levels, veteran content, end game character progression options. And we're in the process of planning some changes and improvements. We hope to be able to share our plans with you very soon, maybe in the next road ahead letter. Um, and it seems like some of the stuff uh, they're they're looking at, which is good. I mean, it's it's a good thing. You, you mean, you, you've said it a million times, man. I mean, this is an MO. It's a living, breathing thing. It's constantly changing. It's a dynamic beast. Uh one of the things is, you know, finding out nooks and crannies and getting all these balancing and uh, just trying to get to a better game for everybody. So it's good that, uh, you know, that they responded and looked at this. I think, obviously I'm not playing the game right now, uh, but I think regardless of game that you play, if, you know, if you do something that's very, very tedious and uh, takes a lot of your work and skill and just outright dedication, I do think, you know, you should be like rewarded for it appropriately. So if, if, you know, people are saying, and, uh, 
certainly certainly sounds like people in our community are you know saying the same sort of thing so definitely worth addressing and taking a look at from uh, Zoss and uh, fixing it honestly because you know <laughs> that's the, that's where the community is so right I mean if I may yeah, oh, yeah, yeah go ahead I mean one one solution I'd like to offer but I know it's been bounced around on the forums as well to help with this is the fact that once you hit veteran rank level you no longer gain skill points or attribute points in the normal leveling process. Okay, so as you progress, the mobs get they raise in difficulty. They gain higher hit points. They gain more. They have more and everything except for the player. Okay, the player is stuck with what they've got when they hit fifty. All right, skill points. Yes, you can gain by going and uh, getting sky shards everywhere. Cyrodiil. Dungeons around the world everywhere, but that reaches a finite point. What would also help the community is if, hey, you know what? Believe it or not, veteran ranks are additional levels for the player. So why not continue the attribute points as well? Okay, and I think that's you know, that may help alleviate some, not all, but a lot of the pressure that players in the veteran ranks feel. Like, you know what? If I can gain another attribute point that I can dump back into Magicka, Health, or Stamina... That may help in these builds that I've got. May help me tackle this veteran level content. Right. You know, I shouldn't have to depend on, uh, or I shouldn't have to fall back on. Uh, I can only use enchants on my armor to boost my shortfalls. No, I should be able to say I want the enchants to boost what I've got or what I can get on my own. All right, and not have to fall back on that and use that as a crutch. Yeah, I, they could. Um, I, I I think that's a very nice idea. Um, I think one way or the other, in order to close that gap in difficulty between the mob and 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 uh, between how difficult the mob is between and 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 how squishy you are, uh, they got to do one of two things. It's either increase. Really, it all boils down to one thing, and that's your stats. Now, they can increase your stats in a lot of different ways, either through gear, which they're, you know, they're saying that it, it can be very difficult to get the gear, or um, every level, or maybe every other level, you, you earn a, a stat point that uh, maybe uh, the allocation for, for what you put it in changes slightly instead of maybe, you know, whatever it currently is right now, I think um, as you level up, one stat point equals uh, it was like 10 hit points or something. Right. It may be either you know, 10, 15 health or 10, 15 magicka, 10, 15 ma stamina. Yeah. Um, instead of, instead of which, which would be, let's say, 20 over with two hit points, excuse me, with, with uh, two points over, over two levels, every other level you get, a, you get a stat point, maybe they give you like 15 or, or something like that. Uh, this way, it doesn't quite equate to to two points, but it is a little bit more than just what it equates to with one point. Um, maybe that, maybe that's an option, or or maybe uh, getting getting the gear to you, which I, I never support. Getting gear to you sooner um, and easier is an option. I never support that. So they could solve it that way. I hope they don't solve it that way. 
or they can they can just say you know what let's let's just make the mobs in the areas uh, let's just cut them down a little bit let's let's reduce some of those hit points so maybe that the fights the mechanic wise aren't necessarily the tough thing it's just tough to get through all of those hit points which sounds to me like it would be a far better option than than the the stat point thing in as generally speaking so um let's see where they go with that all right, guys. Um, any anything else that we want to say on this topic? We'll we'll start with Shank and go to Lou. Uh, no, except for I mean, I know Zoss is going to be actively looking at this and hopefully make changes for the better. Um, and of course, whatever changes they do make, they're going to get feedback from them. So I, I don't know. It's just a constant refinement process, I think. But it's good because that's what the forums are for. You got to go back and you know provide feedback. That's how you get the game better. Absolutely, and Lou. All right, I'm with Shank on this. You know, folks, all right, you may be angry, maybe frustrated, but it would really help if you actually run on the forums or you're in the game, send those feedback reports. If you're in-game, you know, post your ideas and your critiques and your suggestions on the forums. Let them see what you've come up with, all right? Everyone there, you know, has something valid to say. Get your, get your point across. Hey, you know what? This is what I think would help. You know, every little bit helps, you know, you may be surprised of what ideas they may take from all those posts. So, you know, let your let your point be known. You know, you have no one, you have nothing to lose, and the game has everything to gain. So, all right, guys. Uh, Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild. All right, now we know this is coming for for um, Elder Scrolls Online. So let's talk about the Thieves Guild this week. Now, now, Shank, this uh, this seems to be kind of like you know your your baby here, this particular topic. So, why don't you lead this discussion on this one, sir? Okay, sure. Uh, so, this is something uh, I kind of like, especially with you know specific games. I kind of like looking ahead and doing some healthy speculation, some realistic speculation, and of course, just throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. Because hey, it's fun. Um, specifically, I mean, we know that the game did not launch with the Thieves Guild or Dark Brotherhood. Uh, it does currently have the Mages and Fighters Guild. Um, but I figured it'd be cool to just kind of go and look at, for this week, uh, starting at this week at least, uh, and look at, okay, what could possibly uh, happen with Thieves Guild? Um, and I kind of just want to like go around here like we usually do. And I listed some bullet points here and just some points to discussion. Um, which I think are cool, but obviously, if you guys have anything else cool to, that pops into your head, uh, I would love to hear it. I think it would just make it more interesting. Uh, so first things first, it's not out yet, but when can we expect it to realistically launch? Hmm, that's a good one. Thieves Guild, realistically, um, I would say. Let's let's. Uh, I would say no no time before the end of the summer. I, I would say probably around quarter three. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Lou. Well, I was thinking probably by the end of the summer. I mean, they're pushing out an aggressive content update schedule. I mean, we literally just received Craglorn, what, a little over two weeks ago? Okay, and we're getting news on update two, all right, and a promising update three in July. Yeah. All right, and we just and we just hit the first few days of June. 
you know, as of this broadcast. So if they keep to it and they put it out there, I'm thinking we may see this possibly by maybe August, end of August, maybe beginning of September. All right. I'm if, at least, be... if, if at least just one of them, you know, if they just do one or the other or both, you know, at least one of them will be out by the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. All right. I'm going to be aggressive and super off the off the charts here. I'm going to make the prediction, bold prediction, as it were, that I think we can expect the Thieves Guild to launch alongside the console release. So along with this crazy updates and everything else that's coming, having, hey, you guys, you waited all this time, but guess what? You guys get an entire other guild. Here you go. And boom. And I mean, I know that because the Thieves Guild has historically been pretty popular among the Elder Scrolls games. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be great. I mean, honestly, man, if I picked up my copy and it was just like, oh, yeah, here's the Thieves Guild. I'd be like, all right, well, <laughs> see ya. That's all. I know what I'm doing for the next month and a half. <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine they will probably. They'll probably time. Well, I was gonna say they'll probably time it with, with the uh, with the console release. Um, but I, I know they're trying to get the. They're probably trying to get this stuff out as soon as possible, console release or not. So maybe that's just an ignorant thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, just to be just to be blatantly obvious, I suppose. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about, um, so what content absolutely has to be in the, the Thieves Guild when they eventually roll it out? And this, what I mean has to be in the, in the update, I, I'm talking about, you know, consistency with the lore, consistency with the canon and the, the universe at large. And I actually included a link there uh, talking about uh, directly to the lore in the USP uh, wiki there. And uh, some examples that I came up with was your ability to bribe, you know, your uh, uh, emphasis on, uh, you know, sneak and being stealthy. Because I think uh, uh, Amand uh, Kristoff in uh, the Oblivion, he's one of you, he's your first doyen in Oblivion. I mean, he says, we do not condone murder. We're not the Dark Brotherhood. Right. Uh, so that automatically takes violence off the table, you know, like out and out violence. Um, so, you know, take looking after the, the, the beggars and stuff like that because they're your eyes and ears and whatnot. But uh, black markets and stuff. So my question is to you guys, you know, like what do you think absolutely has to be in there to stay consistent with the series and still crucially provide that, oh, yeah, you know, this this actually is an Elder Scrolls Thieves Guild. Like I can see this existing in this universe because it's it's real. Well, the first thing they're going to have to do is they've they've in order to remain consistent, they've got to put in they've got to put in a uh, a, a storyline like the Fighters and the Mages Guild um, that's going to carry you throughout your leveling experience. It, I, I think it's got to at least be that. Um. If it's going to remain consistent with the series, it's got to be an engrossing storyline. That's that's uh, that's number one. Um, at some particular point, you got you you should get you're going to have to get your hands on some sort of uh, Daedric artifact. 
like you do with the other the other guilds currently. Um, I imagine you'll be giving it back, of course. You're not going to hold on to that sort of thing in an MMO. But some sort of interaction with a Daedric Artifact, I think, would remain consistent with the series. Um, Paul Sage was saying that they want to have a justice system uh, where if you... if you, I'm interpreting that to be that if you steal something, you go to jail or, or something like that. I think that's going to have to be in the game as well. And I do remember them saying that they were looking at finding a way where you're able to pickpocket players in a way that's not going to hurt that player per se. If they have that in the game, I think that would be consistent with the series, though it's difficult to say or fathom how they're going to be able to do that in an, an MMO environment. What about you, Lou? Well, hmm. There's a lot to go on here. Um, first of all, you know, I, I like the points that Shank brought up here right off the bat. Okay, bribery, yes, as a thief. Come on, how many times have we had to bribe guards <laughs> to get away with things? Yeah. All right, to cover up our messes. Um, obviously, the sneak ability, all right? I think that goes for both guilds, the Dark Brothers and the Thieves Guild, where that's going to play an important part of how you get around, okay, how you bypass certain certain encounters okay i would hope that when they do bring the dark brother and thieves guild into the game that when they do give us that story that Barwin just mentioned okay when they give us that epic storyline that goes along with both these guilds that they structure the story and the encounters that go with the story in a way that's multi that, that can be approached multiple ways okay all right for for someone like shank who plays the sneaky avoid combat like it's the plague type playstyle. I would hate to see storylines or quests and missions in a thieves guild that involve like, yeah, you actually have to kill things to get past it. You know, as opposed to alright, you can do you can approach this mission one of three ways. You can go here, you can do this, or you can do that. Okay, in keeping with the tradition of not killing anyone on the Thieves Guild for a mission because again you're just blowing your cover. And then conversely same thing with the Dark Brotherhood. Alright, they structure missions to where yeah there are multiple ways for you to kill your target. That you need to. All right. Um, what's another thing? Oh, I, I guess the how to hide. I guess your presence. You know whether or not you gain notoriety in this game. Like for example, with again the justice system that you mentioned. All right, if you're caught, whether you're a dark brother assassin or thief or thief in the thieves guild, you know how does the game affect you? How does the game punish you for that? I mean, yeah, do you go to jail for a certain amount of time? You know, are they going to take a third of your money away? Ouch. <laughs> or do they slap you with, you know, now when you go to a merchant, you know, since you were a former uh, thief or, or, or known assassin, you know, will now shop owners call, you know, charge you more to buy stuff from them? Because they know you're a thief or they know you're a killer. You know what I mean? Things like that. Right. All right. Uh, oh, uh, Go ahead. Things, you know, the the armors, definitely the 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 guild defining armors have to be there. Build it up, you know, weapons. I hope they have that in there as well. Yeah, uh, and actually, what you guys said kind of rather nicely, I guess, leads into the next bullet point. Um, hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I hate having logical segues. Um, okay, what? So, 
obviously, I mean, yeah, there's, there's certain elements in the Thieves Guild that you have to have um, to stay consistent with the lore, but also to stay consistent with the, the, the gameplay design elements of past uh, Elder Scrolls games. Um, but looking ahead, because... Uh, you know, each 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 Elder Scrolls game iterates on itself and adds more while still maintaining that consistency and adds its own little touch and flavor on these things. Um, what new content or features uh, would we want to see in the Thieves Guild? And you know, some some ideas I had. Varwin, you mentioned what I liked, uh, and actually Lou too. Uh, you know, in my opinion, the the storyline in the Thieves Guild for Skyrim was lacking. Uh, with respect to this Thieves Guild and Oblivion, I loved the the story in the Oblivion Thieves Guild. I felt more invested in it, and it was just longer, but the quality was still there. I didn't really get that same sense of you know that quality and quantity bar that I did with Skyrim. So when you're talking about you know the questing and the stories, uh, how about have a branching quest line? You know, I mean, I, I I think with with the at least Oblivion and Skyrim, the two games that I've played, you there there is you know there is an end goal to both of those stories, whether it be with the you know the the, the Gray Fox or with Nocturnal. You know, that there is a definite sort of you're you're always marching towards one thing here. But I think, you know, at least in, in my head, like, how cool would it be if they could add sort of branching quest lines into there? So it, this gives you that that weight of choice that, okay, you know what? I actually am making an impact in the Thieves Guild and what I do actually impact the the future of this guild, uh, you know, for me. So I think, I think having branching quest lines with multiple options uh, with real consequences in them I think that would be really cool. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. And there's there's certainly a lot of quest chains in in Elder Scrolls Online where they there's branching options toward the end. Lou, what do you think? What uh, what are some some things that you would like to see? Well, as Shanks said, yeah, the the impact of choice. Okay, but not to the point to where it separates you from the rest of your group or the rest of your friends. Okay. Yes, it impacts the Thieves Guild, but not in a way to where now you're not going to, you're not going to see the same NPCs in the Thieves Guild hideout as your friends do. Okay, I would hope they would they would structure it to where if you do make those kinds of decisions, whether it's a Dark Brotherhood storyline or a Thieves Guild storyline, it doesn't affect you overall. You know, it doesn't affect everyone overall. You know, you're no longer phased out with your friends. Okay, um, but yeah, we, I do want to see storylines of choice. It leads you down different paths, but don't affect, you know, to where you cut off from everyone else. Um, and as, as Shank mentioned here in the notes, and as, as I said before, you know, armors, you know, the, the guild-defining armors. Okay? Slightly different looks to reflect your status in the guild. You know, the better you are as a kill in the Dark Brotherhood or the better thief you are, in the Thieves Guild, you get upgrades to your armor. Okay? Just like in veteran ranks, to where the better the quality of veteran armor is, the better it looks. Same thing, I would say. You know what? If you're a better thief because you've done X amount of missions and you gain this amount of notoriety with that the thieves guild, hey, you know what? Your armor looks this badass now. <laughs> so everyone knows, yeah, yeah, that guy's like you know, I guess he's like a rank four thief, right? You know, for lack of a better term, you know, or he, you know, he or she's a rank four assassin because 
they've successfully completed, completed you know, 12 killing contracts, you know, without getting caught. Okay. Um, let's see. So the the last point which we have here, uh, which you guys will answer answer in turn, um, which will each alliance have their own thieves guild? Um, I don't I don't think so because the the other guilds that are in the game right now, um, they're they span Tamriel. They don't choose sides. But um, go ahead, Shank. Uh, yeah. So I was I was. It, with uh again like you know trying to just stay consistent with uh the, the lore whatever whatever um i think personally i think it would be kind of cool if if you had you know three you have the three alliances right now in the game and if they had their own uh they had their own thieves guild uh stories uh within them uh because you know historically if you look at the thieves guild they're all sort of provincial localized uh and it's not like a sort of it's not like a global you know sort of thieves guild uh, thing, where the you know each province of the uh, each chapter of the guild operates within its own province. It's kind of a self-sustaining almost in that sense. So, you know, just just to, if if they do that, I think that would be kind of cool because you would have three guilds with three different quest lines. Is it though? I mean, I I tend to disagree with that because. You know, you you get you get one game that that's in a different province from the previous game, but they're separated by hundreds of years. And every single time you interact with a thieves guild, it, it always seems like it it is a an order that exists, sort of um, agnostic of politics, the current politics. Well, I mean, it it is sort of agnostic of. Uh sort of the, uh, the agnostic of the politics but I mean just just purely going off of what the what I, I, I at least what I learned and read from here from the uh, the information page was that you know they they have their own sort of uh, their own hall and their own set of rules per per province so like you'd have more when thieves guild would be different from a uh, a um, black marsh thieves guild for example uh, and have its own sort of set of rules and its own way of uh, operation and stuff like that. But I think because, I mean, ESO is kind of unique in that sense, right? Because you don't necessarily have out-and-out provinces. You know, they're not necessarily cut and dry. You you have this, like, literally an alliance of three provinces into one or three provinces into a single alliance. So I think, you know, I don't know. I, I just think it would be kind of, I think they could do... I think they could use that to almost their advantage because this is a very sort of, this is a warring time in their history in Tamrielic history. Yeah. So I could, I honestly, I could see like them be like, you know what, this is almost better if we band together like us, us three provinces in this one alliance, and we could take advantage of this situation because our three provinces are off doing some crazy stuff, dude. Let's just take advantage and like do I hear some you. crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, Lou, we'll give you the final word on this. Will each alliance have their own thieves guild? Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of shaking this one because the thieves guild and Dark Brother, yes, they have their one, yes, one overall body, but they do operate within their own provinces. As long as they adhere to the basic tenets of uh, Dark Brotherhood, okay. And same with the Thieves Guild, they have their own set of rules, which makes them the Thieves Guild. You know, all Thieves, Thieves Guild will have these basic rules, same thing with the Dark Brotherhood. 
So yeah, you could have multiple chapters operating within each province. You know, like one, you know, Marwin's going to have their Dark Weather chapter. Um, High Rock is going to have their own chapter of the Thieves Guild and so on. So yeah, you could obviously the writers here would have a, I guess, a really great opportunity to expand even further. Saying, you know what? To build up on Shank's point, yes, the, the three provincial chapters of the Dark Covenant has said, you know what? We're thieves, but we're at war with the other our homeland is at war with the other two factions, the other six provinces on the map. How can we profit from this? You know, we're thieves. How can we get the most gold out of this out of this situation? <laughs> right. Same thing with the Dark Brotherhood, okay? The Dark Brotherhood saying, Well, you know what? Yeah. We're all you know, we're all part of the Dark Brotherhood, we all follow the Night Mother, but we're getting some really great contracts from these areas. Like, do we turn them down? Okay, do we defy the Night Mother and saying, well, we can't take that because that's a Dark Brotherhood marker. That's a, dark, a fellow Dark Brother assassin. Well, you know what? Someone from the Daggerfall Covenant is asking for someone from the Black Marsh you know, Dark Brotherhood chapter to kill someone in their land. So what do you do? You know, I think that makes some very interesting stories and very interesting contracts. Uh, across the way yeah all right um good good points all uh shank is there is there anything else that that maybe you wanted to uh round off uh these all three discussion topics with from you know the road ahead or or the forum post or even the dark brotherhood thieves guild Uh, is there anything that maybe you wanted you intended to come out in the show that we didn't quite hit on just yet uh, no, honestly, I mean, I think we had pretty good discussion on these. I, I'm just, uh, I mean, it's, it's fun to speculate on these things, kind of, right? I, I think it's really cool. Oh, yeah. But so, uh, no, I, I'm just having fun, man. I agree. What about you, Lou? Is there, is there anything that maybe you want to, you want to just throw out there real quick? Uh, only, the only thing I want to throw out real quick is I hope they bring these two entities soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, these go, please bring it soon. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, hopefully sooner than. I'm terrible. I am terrible when it comes to just predictions. I'm awful with them. So, if I'm making a prediction, you can pretty much bank on the fact that I'm 100 percent wrong. So, uh, I, I would go with Lou on this one. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're actually going to change it up a little bit. Um, whereas right now we would probably do our Elder Scroll recap where we talk about our gameplay. I want to shift over to Lou and and talk about the lore segment. So, so Lou, the Elder Scroll, please. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, I'm and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! And this week's Elder Scroll is a lore book, and it's called Nerevar at Red Mountain, written by the Tribunal Temple. And this is a scholarly description of the events surrounding the battle at Red Mountain and its aftermath. The following is from the Apographa. Hidden Writings of the Tribunal Temple. It is a scholarly retelling of a tradition transmitted through the Ashlanders concerning the battle at Red Mountain and subsequent events. 
Yashlan is associated this tale with the telling of Alandra Sul, a shield companion of Nerevar who came to live among the Ashlanders after the death of Nerevar and during the ascension of the Tribunal. There are many variant treatments of this story, but the primary elements are consistent throughout the tradition. The murder of Nerevar, the tragic fate of Dagathur, and the profane source of the Tribunal's divine power are denied by Temple Doctrine as ignorant Ashlander superstition and not widely known among civilized Dunmer. Presdane. Present-day Morrowind was contested ground between two very different types of Mer. The Chimer, who worshipped Daedra, and the Dwemer, who worshipped a profane and secret power. These two people warred with each other constantly until their lands were invaded by young, vibrant, and violent alien culture, the Nords. Two heroes, one from the Chimer and one from the Dwemer, Indurul Nerevar and Dumak Dwarf Orc, made peace between their people and together ousted the alien invaders. Then these two heroes worked long and hard to maintain that peace thereafter, though their counselors thought it could not last, or worse, that it shouldn't. Nerevar's queen and his generals, Almalexia, Sothasil, Vivek, told him to claim all of Resdain for his own. But Nerevar would not listen, for he remembered his friendship with Dumak. There would be only peace. Until Dagathar arrived. House Dagoth had discovered the source of the profane and secret power of the Dwemer, the legendary heart of Lorcan, which Dumak's people had used to make themselves immortal and beyond the measure of the gods. In fact, one of their high priests, Kagernak, was building a new god so that the Dwemer could claim Resdane for their own. The tribunal urged Nerevar again to make war on the dwarves. Nerevar was troubled. He went to Dumak, his friend of old, and asked if what Dagathar said was true. But Kraganak and the high priest of the Dwemer had kept their new god secret from their king, and Dumak said the Dwemer were innocent of any wrongdoing. Nerevar was troubled again and made pilgrimage to Holmayan, the sacred temple of Azura, to confirm that all that Dagathar said was indeed true, and that the new god Dwemer should be destroyed for the safety of not only Resdane, but for the whole world. When Nerevar went back and told the tribunal what the goddess had said, his queen and generals felt themselves proved right and again counseled him to war. There were reasons that the Dwemer and Chimer had hated each other forever. Finally, Nerevar, angered that his friend Dumak would lie to him, went back to Vardenfell. This time, the Chimer king was arrayed in arms and armor and had his hosts around him, and he spoke harshly to Dumak Dwarf Orc, king of Red Mountain. You must give up your worship of the heart of Lorcan, or I shall forget our friendship and the deeds that were accomplished in its name. And Dumak, who still knew nothing of Kraganat's new god, but proud and protective as ever of his people, said, We shall not relinquish that which has been our way for years beyond reckoning, just as the Chimer will not relinquish their ties to the lords and ladies of Oblivion. And to come at my door in this way, arrayed in arms and armor and with your hosts around you, tells me you have already forgotten our friendship. Stand down, my sweet Nerevar, or I swear by the fifteen and one golden tones, I shall kill you and all your people. And so, the Chimer and Dwemer went to war. The Dwemer were well defended by their fortress at Red Mountain, but the bravery and cleverness of Nerevar's queen and generals drew most of Dumak's armies out into the field and kept them there, so that Nerevar and Degathur could make their way into the heart chamber by secret means. There, 
Nerevar met Dumak and a dwarf king, and they both fell from grievous wounds. Hmm. Degoth Ur slew Kraganak and took the tools the Dwemer used to tap the power of the heart. He went to his dying lord, Nerevar, and asked him what to do with these tools. And Nerevar summoned Azura again, and she showed him how to use the tools to separate the power of the heart from the Dwemer people. And on the fields, the tribunal and their armies watched as the drummer turned into dust all around them as their stolen immortality was taken away. Dun, dun, dun. Back in Red Mountain, Nerevar told Dagothur to protect the tools in the heart chamber until he returned. Dagothur said, But shouldn't we destroy these tools at once so that they might never be used for evil again? But Nerevar was confused by his wounds and his sorrow, for he still loved Dumak and the Dormy people and so went to the fields outside of Red Mountain to confer with his queen and his generals, who had foreseen that this war would come and whose counsel he would not ignore again. I will ask the tribunal what we shall do with them, for they have had wisdom in the past that I had not. Stay here, loyal Dagathur, until I return. Then Nerevar told his queen and generals all that had transpired in the Red Mountain and how the Dwemer had used special tools to turn their people into immortals, and of the wondrous power of the heart of Lorcan. The tribunal decided that the Chimer should learn how to use this power so that Nerevar might claim Resdane and the world for their people. Nerevar did not expect or want this, so he asked his queen and generals to help him summon Azura yet again for her guidance. But the tribunal had become as greedy as Kraganak upon hearing of the power of the heart, and they coveted it. They made ritual as if to summon Azura as Nerevar wanted. Mount Alexia used poisonous candles and still use poisonous robes, and Ivek used poisonous invocations. Nerevar was murdered. Then, Azura came forth anyway, and cursed the tribunal for their foul deeds. She told them that she would use her powers over dusk and dawn to make sure Nerevar would come back and make things right again. But the tribunal laughed at her, and said that soon they would be God themselves, and the Khmer people would forget their old ways of worship. And Azura knew this would be true, and that it would take a long time before her power might bring Nerevar back. What you have done here today is foul beyond measure, and you will grow to regret it. But the lives of gods are not what mortals think, and matters that weigh only years to mortals weigh on gods forever. And so that they might know forever their wicked deeds, Azura changed the Chimer into Dunmer. In their skin turned ashen and their eyes into fire. Let this mark remind you of your true selves who, like ghouls, fed on the nobility, heroism, and trust of their king. And then the tribunal went into Red Mountain and met with Dagathur. Dagathur saw what had been done, for his skin had changed as well, and he tried to avenge the death of Nerevar, but to no avail. Zirpanov thought dead. The tribunal found the tools he had been guarding, and through study of Kraganot's methods, turned themselves into gods. Thousands of years after the apotheosis, the tribunal is still the gods of Morrowind, and the old ways of worship are remembered only by a few. Nerevar is known to fewer. His queen and general still fear his return, but the words of Zora linger long, and they see the mark of her curse on their people every day. Hmm. And this concludes the book. Nerevar Red Mountain by the Tribunal Temple. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, the Imperial Library, and all the other great sources of Elder Scroll knowledge. Please, if you all enjoy this, lore segments, folks, 
visit these sites, go out there, look at my favorite subjects, you will not be disappointed. Wow, Lou, that was a real badass story. <laughs> yeah, I like this story a lot. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, I think one thing we can just conclude is that the Dwemer, as it were, were not the mightiest dwarf in Al Al Lazaroth. They were not. <laughs> the mightiest dwarf in all Indeed, they were not. <laughs> uh, this week in Tamrielic Holidays was Dry Umzimb. I probably destroyed the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again. Dri Urzim. Mid-year the first. The festival of Dri Urzim. Held in the hottest time of the year in the Ababan Gora. Is a jubilation held for, this, for the sun, Dabathe itself. Scholars do not know how long... Dry or Zim has been held, but it is possible the Red Guards, I know that word, <laughs> brought the festival with them when they came in the first era. And today, actually, was Hercene's summoning day, mid year the 5th. In Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Hercene. And I want to thank the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, of course, for providing that information. Uh, we'll get into our emails in just a little while, guys. But first, we've got some gaming to talk about, finally. Thank you for holding out. Lou, what'd you do in game this week? Well, hang on. <clears throat> Let's see. Hi, <laughs> 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 uh, Sork is currently at Veteran Rank 5, continuing the Veteran Rank XP grind. However... Closing the gap rapidly to Veteran Rank 6. Almost there. Another, I think, 300, 400k, and I should hit Veteran Rank 6 probably by tomorrow night or Saturday. Hoping, cross my fingers. However, um, I did start taking little breaks now um, for my Sork. So I've been playing a couple of my alts. Okay. Alright. Um, I've also still, hasn't gone away, you know, I'm still getting the random, you know, drops in the game some random low screens <laughs> that are still bugging me every now and then during the game game process but uh, nothing too crazy my biggest event though the past week is that I finally finally got the ancient elf motif that I've been wanting for the longest time one of the rare ones okay oh very good how be yep. does it look it, it oh like I said you know, with the veteran rank gear the better the quality of it like if it's like blue or higher level quality, it looks better. Oh, that's cool. The, the color scheme and the way it looks, its overall sheen looks so much better. And oh, right now, right, I'm, I'm looking out for the Daedric and I'm set. I forget Primal, but I don't want those. I just want Ancient Elf and Daedric and I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I'm kind of hoping as well that, yes, they did give us the, the Road Ahead letter. And I hope they will continue to be as aggressive in patching the bugs and getting the fixes out there as well as you know with putting out the new content hey, to me I think they can go hand in hand push new content out and you know aggressively squash uh, you know the current less you know set of bugs are out there in the game now I think you know they can do it they can do it <laughs> they got the people they can do it but as I said before my alts right now I have a Breton Dragon Knight 
She is currently at level 7, and her primary set that I'm using right now is the two-handed weapons. So she's got a really big two-handed sword, and I Giggity. think I've got yeah, uh, a uh, maul as her other weapon. Because the stature are pretty good on that one as well. Um, I'm thinking, though, I know in the past people used bows for Dragon Knights as, as a secondary set. But I'm wondering if maybe I should just go try the destruction staff too. You know, in lieu of the bow for ranged weapons. Hold uh, on, a try bow? the destruction staff. How uh, bow actually war is effective in the Dragon Knight? I know I've seen some people running around with it, but I'm just toying with the idea of you know trying out different things. So maybe the destruction staff will work instead. Gotcha. I'll okay. Try that out. So just experimentation, basically. Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, you know, the, uh, the uh, destruction staff for the Dragon Knight's a huge, huge weapon. Yes. A, a lot of Dragon Knights use that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm curious to try it out, especially if I do it like, at lower levels to where if I respec, it's not going to cost as much. Yeah. You know, and so I won't have to experiment at a lower level. Uh, however, I will say, you know, I have Breton Heavy Armor. Granted, it, it it's only green quality, and it, it bleh. Just yeah, <laughs> armor just doesn't uh, heavy armor just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it, it it looks it looks meh to me. So I'm probably gonna go with other motifs. See how they look. You should see my character right now. He's kind of like a patchwork of colors. Oh, well, what do you have one overall theme? Like one overall motif? Uh, I have one overall theme, and that is. And that is, uh, if it's an upgrade, I'm wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> because hey, I this uh, this is giving me five more armor. But if Arwen, it's literally it's literally a rucksack. I don't care. I don't care. I'll I'll wear it. <laughs> yeah. I, as as I mean, I I I have to say that I've gone. I've taken crafting. Um, and I've, I'm actually specking into into my crafting more in this game than I have in any any other game. Um but I'm still lagging behind, so <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Lou, I'm sorry. No, no worries. Uh, the other alt I uh, another alt I started was a Ebon Heart Pact. And I totally took advantage of any race, any faction. So I have an Imperial Sorcerer at level four in the Ebon Heart Pact. And I named her Firioni V. Whoever can get that, kudos to you, the name reference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And I also have, uh, I'm continuing my Malmary Dominion, my Imperial Templar. Got her up to level 7 as well. Uh, for her, oh my god, I care. I'm loving the sword and shield combo. It, to, to me, playing that, that, that weapon set with that class just feels, it feels good to me. Feels right, huh? Yeah, it feels natural. Um, you know, again with the general feeling of uh, I have no, I pretty much have no fear of walking into groups of mobs, but just using that particular weapon set combo uh, for that class and the abilities that it's given, it just it feels easy. You know, it does. It's 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 easy to pick up and and learn a, a playstyle or develop a playstyle for that class. Right. So, so I'm liking it a lot. Um, you know, and seeing uh, you and Bradford play with your Templars, high level Templars. You know what? I will most likely go with the Restoration Staff. 
as the secondary weapon set. Yeah, I've been enjoying the resto staff um, quite a bit. I I I main heal in um, in four mans. It's great. I love it. And you're not you don't feel like you're you're overtaxed. I you don't feel like you know you don't have enough of what you need or or. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not fantastic at it, but um, the group, the group stays, stays alive, and they do very well, and they ever, they very rarely ever go to like half health or below, and um, it's because I've, I've specked a lot into, into um, Magicka, put a lot of points into that. I think I've got like 15 points in Magicka and maybe 17 in health now, with only two in stamina. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Do you find it works for you? Yeah, it actually does. It works out pretty well for me. Um, I mean, uh, I... Say that I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I know because there are... It's not very familiar, but I know a bunch of the uh, the attacks, or the abilities in the Sword and Shield are stamina-based. Yeah, they're so all stamina-based. I'm wondering, do you, find, uh, you know, you find yourself in rough spots because of that, trying to balance out between you use the Magicka yeah. attacks and the stamina ones. Well, what's interesting about about the Templar is um, certain things like like Shield Rush. Uh, you have if you have a Sword and Shield Templar, that's that's one skill that actually mirrors on on both the Templar class and the Sword and Shield chain uh, skill line. It just depends on do you want to use the one that uses your magicka or do you want to use the one that uses your stamina? And you also have to understand that uh, one does more damage with a longer duration, I believe, and the other one doesn't so much. So I just go with the one that, that's that's granted to me from, from being a Templar because I happen to stack a tremendous amount of magicka. Okay. So, you know, when I decide to tank, which is when that comes into play, um, I use that skill instead of the one for the sword and shield. Um, I use a couple of the sword and shield abilities. I keep stamina potions on me. But really, I, I find myself just, you know, I know I have a lot of magicka, so I slot my skills for that. Um, I make sure that I, I tank the boss and not the, um, not the adds. I heal myself when I can. I let the healer do his his or her job, and I really don't have much of an issue. Uh, it's just it tends to be when I do die as a tank, it really is because I was unable to get out of AOE, and that's usually because I I have I need to turn around and run, and I'm out of I'm out of stamina at that point. So I do need more stamina in my build, um, but right now I I can tank, heal, and DPS an instance. Uh, without a tremendous problem at all. It's just I'm not great at either one of those roles just yet, but I can hold my own for sure. Mm. You know, even I'm wondering, when you say you're, when you need to get out of the AOE, maybe, uh, do you think maybe popping the stamina potions at that point? Yeah, that's helpful. Probably give you a little boost you need. Absolutely, yeah. It's just you can't do that for every single time you need right. to run out of the AOE when you're when you're just tanking the boss, uh, because you you you'll go through three four stamina potions, 
um, during one fight. And Ooh, that's, getting, that's getting expensive. Yeah, like I mean, you know, at my level, it's not a big deal uh, because it's it's not that expensive. But I, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to rely on that consistently through as as like a gameplay feature. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So here's my question to the both of you: Is there an option? You know, instead of tanking the boss and whatnot, is there an option? I, I, maybe it's like a skill on your button on your keyboard like oh for like offer the olive branch to the boss and be like yo brah let's just make peace um no this game sucks no it's not it's either you <laughs> die or the boss dies yeah it's pretty much that uh lou what about i mean is there anything else that you want to you want to get into with your gameplay oh yes a little quick note skyrim finally finally got it to work excellent uh, however, I, I did have to uh, sacrifice a couple of my add-ons because they are the root of the problem. Uh, mainly the ethereal element el- orbital hall. Sad. Oh so, no! Yeah. Once I got rid of that and its patches, my game just ran. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> Even with the, you know, one of our listeners in, in our Twitch channel last week sent me a very uh, detailed and a wonderful email explaining that, that the moment she had heard that I was running EEO or Ethereal Urban Overhaul, she gave me a, a nice little rundown of what to run, what mods, what to do. And for the life of me, I, I am probably not doing it right in some way. So I still can get it done. So this is the last step. I, I just got rid of it all entirely because I just want to play the game for now. And it works. However, <laughs> Skyrim runs permanently now. It's it's stuck in windowed mode. Right. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yeah. That's it's awful. In, it's in window mode, and I've tried a bunch of the fixes and the workarounds, and the game just defaults back to uh, to windowed mode. Okay. And uh, you know, from what I've seen in a lot of the the questions by Google, the question, you know, Skyrim, you know, refused to get out of windowed mode. You know, and, and it's pretty much people are saying, yeah, well, yeah, it's a Win 8 issue, which I'm running Windows 8, mm. 8.1, and it's something that Bethesda won't fix. <laughs> it's just, they just won't bother. Yeah, because they, they've they've stopped. Yeah, because they don't, yeah, the they game. stopped doing anything for Skyrim. So, like, right. they're like, oh, whatever. So, it's probably going to have to be up to the player base again <laughs> to come up with a permanent solution. Oh, uh, of course. To this, so. All right, man, anything else? No, no, that's it. Well, I finally finished Green Shade. Ooh. Wow. I am excited. I am now level 37. Uh, took me the rest of the week, but I've basically 100%ed all of Green Shade, uh, with the exception of one lore book I need to find. But I got all the Sky Shards. I completed all the quests. Um, I found all the delves and completed all the delves, all of the... Um, the outdoor dungeons, I've done those as well. So, and and this is this is something I like to do. I like to a hundred percent an area before I move on to the next. Uh, two two things I've noticed that I, I don't necessarily like though. Number one, when I when I moved on to uh, Malbultor, mm-hmm. um, I I do seem to be higher level than I want to be to start those quests. The the starter quests in that area are now green to me. Not a big problem, 
but it, it to me it, it uh, it's been consistently something I've heard our community say they dislike and I know it won't take me long to sort of catch up I just have to do the first tier or two of of quests in order to, to be right where I need to be mm-hmm. um, but you know there it is another thing I don't like which which kind of hit me the wrong way was somehow last week I lost achievements specifically the uh, completion for Grotwood and Oridon. Now, I 100%ed Oridon and Grotwood. And I had those achievements. I was very, very proud of them. Uh, but some at some point last week, maybe during a rollback, they were taken from me. So I have to notify customer service and just tell them, look, <laughs> you know, this is this is a problem. So yeah, because I was gonna say, like, it, did you, did you? Does that mean is it is it just like a bug, or does it mean like, oh, Avarwins actually hasn't done these things in the game yet? In these, no, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's I think it's just a, a a bug where somehow it's just either not being displayed or or that data got got rolled back. But it's not like I can go back there and, and redo the quest. The quests are yeah, completed. And- Martin in the chat saying, I lost those two with the last big update on all my characters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, dude, I, I mean, okay, I, I'm not one, I'm necessarily not one for achievements, but I don't know. Just me personally, when I was playing the beta and it said, you have discovered all the locations in uh, this area in or- Ordon, I was, I, I felt proud. I felt like an explorer. I was like, dude, yeah. that's awesome. You know, and like, I, yeah, I can, I can imagine. That's that's got to be, <laughs> it, yeah. It definitely stinks, especially when you know I've got that thing where I don't want to move on to the next place until I've gotten those those completion achievements. And I'm by far not a completionist. It's just um, by the time I feel naturally ready to move on, I'm so close to getting all this stuff anyway. So I might as well just complete it. I mean, I literally was like four sky shards away when I I was just not finding them randomly. <laughs> So especially the way I, I, I quest around. I literally walk into a dungeon, I check my left, and then I look over my right in the corners. Every single time I open up a right. I mean, I just do that because of my emergency training, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you know that, Lou. Yep. <laughs> How many times so you walk case, in? In my case, I would look left, look right, and leave. And leave. <laughs> yeah. I know, Lou, you, you're, you get up, you open up a door, what do you do? You take a step back and you cut the pie getting inside the room. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> And then you check your rear. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, God. Video games for the win. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I I naturally find them a lot anyway. And so I was only uh, I only needed like four more in order to get the the Sky Shard achievement. So I went out there and looked even harder and I ran and I I, I found them. So uh, coming from that kind of experience to lose those achievements, it definitely stinks. But. Um, I gained two levels, two levels this week. I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very, 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 very excited. I had a, uh, a nice gaming marathon for myself on Tuesday when I didn't have to be, I wasn't at work. I didn't have anything pressing here with the network. And even if I did, it was not, not going to be pressing that day. So I, I just took the day off and I played Elder Scrolls online and watched uh star wars clone wars and man did i just oh god it was amazing 
felt so good to finally relax. Geeking out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, the whole day. And then, um... What else? Uh, so, I've only done a few of the first quests in Malbator. Um, I have... What was some of the big the big stuff that I did this week? I really I really loved tanking. I really enjoy how it is in the game. You don't have to worry about every silly little mob. You know, you really can just like go straight for the boss, hold the boss, learn the mechanics, and just let everyone do their thing. And everyone is having fun doing their thing. You don't have the healer that's just like God, just all I have to do is just keep up everyone's health bars. Like, you, you don't have that. And, you know, they're actually doing damage and they feel good about it. And it, it's just it's a, just good and all around. So, um, and as, as a tank, I'm having fun too. I'm doing damage. I'm holding the boss. And it's, it's just a good, good time all around. Uh, another thing I noticed was I was going after the, uh, the dark anchors. In green shade, I wasn't getting any chests to drop. What? No chests. I I did three three dark anchors in three different occasions, and I never got a single chest to drop for myself. So something's up with that. Yeah, hacks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely hacksers. Uh, but aside from those, aside from those things, like I said, I had a I had an awesome, awesome time in game this week, and uh, looking forward to uh, what this week is going to bring. Hopefully, I can uh, get myself. Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to get all through Malibu Tour at this point, but because I just started. But I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to get like two levels per week. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for, because that seems to be the pace I've been on. I'd like to keep it up. We'll we'll see though. Uh, Shank, what about you? What's been going on this week for you in game? <laughs> well, one thing or the other, man. So, got one thing cropping up on my plate, finish that. Something else crops up on my plate, finish that. And it just keeps going and going and going. And I could not spend time in Tamriel this week, guys. I'm sorry. Damn uh, But uh, that being said, I'll see myself out. I'll peace out. That is a bad week. It is a bad week, but all is not lost. Um... Because in some sense, even though I wasn't actually playing a game, I actually did feel like I was like in the world almost. Just honestly, just from writing the notes. That sounds so stupid and weird. Nope. But uh, it does not. It that I definitely felt that because I, you know, you, you, I don't know. I, I had a blast putting together the notes. I I spent a considerable amount of time trying to hash out some good, evocative, uh, you know thoughtful things that's going on in the community and the, the universe is at large so i don't know i felt like i was like in the world almost uh without actually playing the game right sounds kind of weird but it, i don't know it was fun uh i liked writing the notes basically and uh one of the one <laughs> of the things my time at tamria one one of the things i use i like to do when i write when i write the show notes for the show is um i turn the uh the elder scrolls soundtrack on and I do all my research and uh, and write up the notes. If you, I mean, I know you've got the Skyrim soundtrack, right, Shank? I have uh, the Skyrim and the Oblivion soundtracks, actually. Yeah. Uh, turn it on. No, Listen no, to it. dude. Trust me, that's how I do the notes. Yeah, honestly. you do the same thing. Yeah, I do that. Even even if it's for you know totally heroes, even for my random editorials, no matter what I'm doing for the network, I just turn on the music. Yeah. Uh, cue it up in iTunes and I just type away. So. <laughs> 
All right. And, and actually, you know what? It, it kind of helps because you get into the mood of like, man, I'm like adventuring, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it helps. It does help. It, I mean, if you guys really do love Jeremy Soule's music for that, I would one-up that and say, you know what? Add his Guild Wars music to your soundtrack as well from one and two because he did both games. Oh, my God. You can definitely tell it's the same man, but the level of epicness just carries over. Wow. All right. Do uh, I'll have to check that out? Maybe a spiritual successor to uh, to some Elder Scrolls music in in Guild Wars. Not just a, a, a supplement, an addition. Play them all at the same time, back to back. There you go. All right. Um, email. We uh, we've only got time for for one email. I think uh, I think maybe we we sort of packed the show a little bit tonight, and we we probably shouldn't have, but um. <laughs> I, I do apologize for that. The the last minute, I was like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta put this in," and and um, you know, we probably should have anticipated a, a longer show than we're able to record. Uh, but moving on, we've got we've got one email today, and uh, that is going to be from Rick Shank. Would you mind reading this, please? Sure. <clears throat> this one, Liz. This is for you. <clears throat> Hey, ESOTR crew. First off, I hope you got my last email. I wanted to give you guys my heartfelt thank you for what you do and tell you what the show and you guys mean to me. Your episode today made me totally facepalm, as I just demonstrated. What was my first character in ESO? A Nightblade who uses bows and dual wields. No wonder my friends are having such a smoother and easier time than I am. Here are my two septums on some of the problem abilities. For archery, volley does laughably little damage, and I feel that the abilities, which would really help out a low-level archer, are the high-level ones. Maybe if they made it so you could scatter shot early, that would greatly help low-level archers. For do-wield, flurry doesn't seem to be doing any damage until the final strike, but the whole time it's going, the enemy is essentially crushing me. Whirlwind does just as much damage as volley, and hidden blade seems like a weird ability for a close quarters character. Finally, for the Nightblade, consuming darkness never seems to work out too well for me, and Shadowcloak doesn't seem to crit near as often as I would have thought. Just a few of my thoughts. For now, I'm going to follow Lou in that I'm going to shelve that character for a while until it gets more balanced. Now, I'm going to make a sorcerer who uses sword and shield. I would try to use the destruction staff, but I also agree with you guys. The destruction staff abilities are not so great. I wish they had some more power ranged abilities on the staff, but oh well. Great job to Shank today for writing a wonderful episode, and I cannot wait to hear more. You guys are awesome, and Shank, I hope you continue in your quest to feed your need for speed. Cheers, Rick, aka Soren Graystrom. You, Rick, just got the huge G award for the week. <laughs> Lou, uh, he's obviously responding to to you and, and your your comments last week. What what say you, sir, on on his email? Uh, Rick, well, hey, thanks for taking the time to write in. Uh, glad you enjoy the show, and uh, that you also fed Shanks' need for speed. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's I, I'm glad you're also taking the time to realize. You know what? If you aren't having you know fun with that character, you're not enjoying it. By all means, you know. Uh, put it aside. I mean, Zoss gave us eight slots to work with, and I'm sure there are other classes and other builds you'd like to try 
Um, and you know what? You know, the previous patch notes they put out there from Jessica Folsom and from Gina Bruno, they are looking at the Nightblade. They are going to, they will fix the outstanding issues that that class has. So stay positive, you know, keep in touch with the what's going on with that class. And I'm sure soon, you know, we'll be able to take our Nightblades out again, you know, and, and play them to our heart's content. Oh, very good. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing from the end. <laughs> Crispy in the chat just was like, oh, my God. And then Crispy dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, guys. Well, uh, that that is that is our show for for the evening. Uh, thank you to to the chat room for for hanging out with us um and uh to all of you who have downloaded and uh who downloaded our our podcast and watched us on youtube uh who came live and watched us on uh on twitch to check up on everything elder scrolls news related you gotta go to elder scrolls off the record.com you can email this show at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter. Elder Scrolls OTR at Elder Scrolls OTR. What's the OTR stand for? Off the record, of course. I'm Avarwin. You can follow me at Avarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou's at GamerGuy11B. That's G-A-M-E-R-G-U-I-11B. And Shank... Shanks at Shank the Tank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. Let's start with our final thoughts before we say goodbye, guys. Let's start with Lou. Hey, folks, we had we went over a lot today. A lot going on, especially with that road ahead from Zoss. I say, folks, you know, keep going back, keep updated. There is a lot of great things coming down the road for the players in Yellow Scrolls Online. And Shank. It's going to get better. And check. Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, writing the notes today, guys, filled my need for speed. Oh, God. <laughs> Dave, we missed you. Come back next week. Feel better, man. Yes, feel better. Please. Please. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to the cadence for these updates. I'm really super excited about that, especially for an MMO. It's unbelievably aggressive and feels like it's in the right place. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Time to say goodbye. We'll start with Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for joining us tonight. See you all again next time. And Shank. That was awesome. Hopefully it was good at show. <laughs> First writing day. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. And may the foos be with you.